0: So quickly, uh, from last week, um, we left off the last two questions. Question number five and number six. We uh, we were talking on page about Moses on question four, uh, talking about uh, do not bring provoke your children to wrath, and uh, the fear, frustration, hurt that Moses felt so now we'll move over to page 276 and we'll finish off that on question number 5 so again it's talking about how we as parents can so easily plant seeds of anger within our kids um, and how we really have to be mindful that our kids absorb everything that we do as parents and if we are uh, angry pants all the time then they, they, they take that with them to school and to other places um, so number five um, it says anger expressed at a situation not done properly or correctly uh, anger expressed by yelling at a son who does not mow the lawn carefully does not teach him how to do it correctly Angry words directed to a sloppy daughter do not teach her how to be neat. So instead of just being angry and not correcting or showing them how you want it done or how it needs to be done, doesn't do anything for the problem. All they see is that you're angry and they messed up and they don't know why. So we need to instruct them. We need to show them this is the way it should be done this is the way that we need it done. This is why and so we need to continue to do it this way. Um, and then, lastly, establishing b- biblical goals in your kids in Second uh, Peter 1, 5 through 8. But also, for this very reason, giving all diligence into their faith, virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness... To godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are theirs and abound, they will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It says, What a treasure of, of disciplining goals, faith, virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. As those qualities progressively increase in your believing children's lives, They will reflect Christ's divine nature within, and thus their ongoing growth toward the ultimate goal, being imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us. And then last thing, which these are just guideline characteristics. And it says it's important to note that these are character qualities are not forced but must be learned so remember that as we read through them it says we must faithfully seek God in prayer and deny ourselves by fasting on behalf of our children I know there's a lot of parents in here that have done just that so one is that we lead them to surrender their lives And one of the best examples for them to do this is for them to be in the word. But also, if their parents' lives aren't surrendered to Christ, it's hard for them to surrender their lives. So, again, the example of a parent. Two, lead them to be an example. We talked about this a little bit last week. How important it is that if people won't hear Jesus, then they need to see Jesus. The way that we act, conduct ourselves, conduct business, go to the grocery store, the way we do everything in society needs to reflect Jesus. And our kids will pick up on that. And number three, lead them to exercise discipline. Discipline yourselves for the purpose of godliness. The Greek word for self control, aptolikos, has the sense of mastering one's desires and passions pastor and I actually talked about this a little bit today at the house we're working on you must by the Holy Spirit control your flesh and that was hopefully easier to do now than it was when you first became a Christian because for a lot of us we were knee deep and stuff we shouldn't have been into and it wasn't always an instant cold turkey you're done so you had to through the Spirit learn to subdue your flesh lead them to deny ungodliness. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. The overall disciplining goal should be to strengthen your children's character so that they may more and more forsake their own way and choose to follow Christ instead. Those we disciples should learn to act and react in the manner of God's word. Maintain is their own best interest as well as for Christ's glory and honor. And then question number six. Becoming an incredible dad starts with Number one, our obedience. Number two, our self-sacrifice. Number three, and our devotion to Christ. And I'll end on one thing, and that's something that an employer of mine told me a long time ago, is that I will never ask you to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. I think the same rule applies to our kids we can never expect more of them than what we can expect of ourselves or we can never put our ambitions that we might have fell shorter when we were growing up on them and expect them to be a sports star because we failed i think those are good rules to apply to our children also so now pastor david
1: You want to have a faith-filled family. Amen. What's the opposite of faith? Fear? I think I'd rather have a faith-filled family than a fear-filled family. Amen. Amen. And yet there are a lot of families that are living in fear. They're living beneath. Amen. And so I'm glad that you're here tonight. You're learning how to uh, have a faith and a word-filled family. This has been a good book, hasn't it? How I many enjoyed it? Amen. We're going to go into the last section here tonight on uh, something that I think is very important. It might should have been the first section <laughs> on prayer. Amen. Uh, how many believe in the power of prayer? We, you know, had a couple of testimonies here tonight before the service started. Somebody prayed and God heard, didn't he? Is that the way it goes? We pray, God hears, God answers, Amen. It's uh, it seems too simple sometimes, and sometimes I know uh, we've all prayed prayers before that it didn't happen the very next day. It's sometimes holding on, persevering in, in prayer. But we're gonna we're gonna look at this tonight. It's chapter seventeen. It says a word filled prayer life. There is no greater power. Do you believe that? The power of prayer. Dwight L. Moody said this, he who kneels the most stands the best. I like that. He who kneels the most stands the best. I I remember as a young man many years ago starting in ministry, uh, E.M. Bounds wrote a book called, I believe "Is the power of prayer. And in that book, it's a small book, a little Paper back, back book. But I'll never forget that little book. It gave a lot of examples of some great men and women of God that literally uh, prayed uh, in in their rooms, just their knees on the on the old wood floors. There were holes or, or divots. Let's say divots in their room uh, from the from all the praying. And I really believe that there's anything, any ingredient that the church. I mean, there's a lot of different things in the quote emerging. Uh, church right now that that are lacking but uh the thing that i see uh probably most lacking is prayer you know how many of you was raised in a church where when you pulled up in the in the parking lot just about you could hear people in the prayer rooms crying out to god in in prayer for the service for lives for things to to happen and then a lot of people had uh, prayer meetings in their homes uh and I know the little church that I was raised in, out of those prayer meetings, and we're getting those started up again, amen? We're returning We're returning back to that, to home prayer meetings and the Bible studies. Uh, but I can remember out of that little old church of about 50 people, there were about seven or eight young men called of God. This church, I was thinking about it the other day, we have seven, eight young men and women that God is going to use mightily in this end-time harvest, and it's because somebody has touched the throne room of God. Amen. So the the importance of prayer, just can't emphasize it enough. It's amazing that right now, that right at this very time, we're we're on this section in the book, that we're also on Sunday mornings going into the study of the different types of prayer. We kicked it off a couple of weeks ago with, uh, what was it, the prayer of agreement, binding and loosing, and then fasting. And I know I challenged y'all to to fast. And so we're going to, we're going to reap some grape, some grapes, <laughs> some great results. Amen. From the, from prayer. I believe that God is raising up. I believe prayer warriors in this church to touch the throne room of God. John and I have been working together the last couple of days. He's been helping me on a house that I'm flipping. And we, we got to talking about uh, prayer today. Actually there, I'm putting paint on the Baseboards are on the on the little things around the doors the trim the trim around the doors, and we're talking about how important prayer is, so I really believe this is a timely word. I believe it's uh, something that's going to propel this church forward. I see it I see it happening in Jesus name. Can somebody get in agreement? Yes, Woo hallelujah that series. Is is taken from James five sixteen. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man, avails much or makes tremendous power available. Praise God. Uh, we need to learn how to lay hold of God and His willingness to help. God wants to help you. I believe in every area of your life, God wants to help you. Amen. But you you need to call upon Him. Amen. You need to spend time with him. You need to praise him. You know, uh, the model prayer that Jesus gave there in Matthew, what is it, Matthew 6. You know, our Father who art in heaven, start with praise, then talk to him, and then close out. You know, we could spend a whole uh, series on that one model prayer, and I have preached a, a series on that back years ago. But it's very, very important, I think, that we learn to pray. Praise God. There's no greater power. There's no greater. This book is right. Amen. Acts 1.8 says, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you'll be witnesses. So uh, I believe in prayer. Y'all getting this tonight? Hallelujah. Every, I want to say this, and you can take, this is not in your book, this kind of introduction here. Every other activity depends upon prayer for its best efficiency. If I want to have a better marriage, what should I do? Pray. If I want to have a better business? What should I do? If I want to have a better personal life, pray. Better children, pray. And John just closed out here. You know some uh, uh, some great stuff here about leading by example and leading our children and praying with them. One thing I knew in my in my the house I was raised in, every night around nine thirty or ten o'clock, there was going to be a prayer meeting. There's no ifs ands or buts. Kara might even got in on some, but she still. Was well, she still doing that when you, okay, have you kneel in the living room, and and here we go. She calls off the Sunday school class, and the cousins, and the aunts, and the nephews, and the, you know, anything on her mind, and uh, then closes out with the Lord's Prayer. So I'm thankful for that. Very, very thankful. Okay, let's jump in the book here, and I love this very first statement. It's It's on your handout. You raise a godly family. How? One prayer at a time not one day okay that's an old song <laughs> one day at a time but it's one prayer at a time let I me mean, you know your kids and your grandkids and your spiritual kids and grandkids will keep you on your knees amen pray and there's a lot there's a lot happening in this world today amen and and one thing as we get older uh i speaking for myself here i'm I'm getting older actually going to get another year older here in a few few days actually but who's counting right (laughs) who's who's counting but uh you think about prayer more and and the relevancy is that a good word the relevancy of it and, and what can happen uh in people's lives when you pray and and so let's let's dive off in here uh talks here uh What did those who spent the most time with Jesus on earth remember about him? When he had returned to heaven and his disciples were left to get the message out, they all confessed to their method they had learned and made the focus of their lives. Here it is, Acts chapter 6, verse number 4. We will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. What are we going to do? We're going to pray. And we're going to dig into the word, aren't we? Pray, dig into the, to the word. So apparently, he did a pretty good job training them, didn't he? They go out and start preaching and praying and miracles, signs and wonders and thousands getting saved. And uh, so apparently that model, as the book uses here, or method, I guess is the actual, that method worked, didn't it? And it's still working today. It's still working today. Don't miss the point that Christ's disciples were making. There is a simple starting point when you face the greatest task imaginable. And that's what? Evangelizing the whole world. We won't stop until everybody knows, will we? We won't stop until everybody knows Jesus. So there it is the simplest and most powerful truth of parenting word filled, men. And women of prayer. Desperately needed. Amen. Praise God. The word-filled family on the top of 266 in my book. I know John and I are on different pages here. How many's on page 266 right now? The top. All right. Some are on 286 maybe. Something like that. 288. Okay. The word-filled family is built upon the foundation of a word-filled life. Where personal spirit life and daily touch with the lord then we can have a word-filled marriage it all comes together doesn't it starts in this book with with getting your life word filled getting your marriage word filled getting your family word filled and then it ends here uh it flows to the word filled prayers of godly husbands and wives and moms and dads. this next sentence i I underlined it put a star by it circled it a little bit of everything there is no greater power on earth that can ever be unleashed than the prayers of two hearts united with a holy passion for God and the family that he has given to them if you're married you should be praying together and Bev and I do and we just I think just last week she said something to me and she she preaches to me y'all don't know that but she said we need to pray more often we don't necessarily do it every night we're kind of on different schedules sometimes she gets up earlier than me and i stay up later and so we meet each other coming and going sometimes but uh we're going to do it we're going to we're going to do it more and more and more pray together anybody ever heard the old saying the family that prays together stays together amen and it was just a joy to have uh sarah and andrew back here uh uh sunday and also renee and carissa and i look at that family and uh you know i actually sent renee a text a couple of days later saying hey just a blessing to see you all and it's their, their family is just uh, uh loves god uh, faithful to god and that's the results uh, and i've met her parents as well too uh, on, a, on some real estate deals and it's it's impressive to watch you can you know you you can see what God has done, and, and, and there's a lot of other, I mean, I'm, I'm just talking about them because they're fresh on my mind, but some of you, just the power of prayer in your families right back there, uh, man uh, you know, healed completely, no, no cancer, amen so, praise God so, pray together, okay, y'all get it? let's pray together, what we pray about reflects what fills our hearts, what do you pray about? I'll give you a minute jump in here somebody let's get some some action huh for this world all right Amen. That's
2: right. Yeah. Your will. Right. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Thy will be done. Jesus told us to pray that, you know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So I think it's real important that we just it's not a cop out we we want to have faith and we want to set goals but we want to make sure lord if this goal gets in the way of your perfect plan for my life and ministry cancel it somehow make it just fall apart you know amen and and man he does that he's answered every time he's done you know yeah and then you find yourself in god's perfect will not his permissive will that's right
1: that's good i think i mentioned it sunday maybe in that sermon but Lord, help me get to a place where I have no will of my own, but yours. Your will be done. <laughs> All right.
3: Oh, just the story I was telling pastor this morning. I woke up at 3.20 to see that one of my new friends on Facebook had said Hap, we were doing happy son and happy daughter's day, and this uh, mom had put on her two children and said happy non-binary day. Hmm. And hmm. I, it just so grieved me that um, the little girl was going by they and them, which is not even singular. It's plural, which reminds me of legions of demons. And the fact that that little girl was probably in grade school, she couldn't have been much older than my 10- and 11-year-old grandchildren. I don't know how 55 of her friends clicked like on that didn't have a question at all about it had no offense to it and and their main focus was that they were trying to get the correct terminology to how to address Hmm. the child instead of the poor child lost in this (laughs) sinful world i mean they're look how vulnerable our children are and i'm scared for my grandchildren so i that made me cry and i had to have a private conversation with this person and remove myself because i feel like i can't be totally exposed to that kind of stuff all the time either because it's it, we carry enough burdens you know we and so i just prayed for her and she graciously accepted what you know i had to say i'm sorry i'm going on but it's just i'm so passionate about the seriousness and the tragedy of the children in the school systems
1: amen some great things to pray for amen the world uh you know the demonic activity of the devil that's something to pray for somebody else what do, what do you pray for All right. I'll say it. Jonathan, have God the center of their marriage and family. Amen. Anybody else? Corey, you're smiling. <laughs> pray pray for Sheila. Yeah, that that's a that's a good one. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff, isn't it? Yes, I I wrote down here America, Israel, uh, you know, yeah, on and on, uh, this this church, this ministry team, uh, on and on, yeah, it's, those are the things that are on my prayer list, and then, you know, one thing about us here at the house, we do have a prayer chain, and it's very important, I say this a lot, that we, when we get those texts, make sure that we're praying, amen, it's not a thing to let you know what's going on in somebody's life, it's, hey, I need help, I need prayer. Can you can you pray? And I know Jen sent one this this week for a co-weeker worker. And we were working and and I didn't see it till I got in my car and was was driving. I was driving west somewhere, I think, and I was like, I gotta pray for that right now, you know, because it's been probably an hour. I thought I'm I'm an hour behind here. I gotta get on this, on this deal. So pray. Amen. Let's look at the word uh in this uh Yes, there you go. That's a good one, too. Amen. Yeah, good, good one for current events, things going on in our world, this binary and all this demonic stuff. Amen. Yeah, we need to pray. If we've ever prayed, we better be praying. Uh, This text, though, in Acts 6-4, there's a Greek word for that. We give ourselves continually. Literally means to adhere, persevere, and be in constant readiness And actually, as a form of the Greek word kratos, and this is on question number two on your your handout, the Greek word kratos means power. So in our opening text, Acts 6-4 should actually read like this. We will constantly be going to the real source of power, which is prayer and the serving of God's word. I like the way he words that. Of this book? Yes, somewhere. The sheet. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. And here's one more. Is anybody else? I should ask that. Anybody else need a copy of uh of this? All right, we've got an extra right there. So uh I like that, don't you? We will go to the real source of power. And we know who that is, amen. Praise God. So uh He talks then here about, again, a lot of you have your own methods of of how to pray. He uses a prayer card with some key verses on it. And then he uses uh, these next four points here. This is going to be question number three that he actually prays for. And these next three chapters are actually going to talk about this. So number one on question number three, he prays for reality in his children's spiritual lives. What is reality? Things uh, that are actually, that that are actually actually exist, right? That's reality. It's real. That's basically what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a a virtual reality. It's it's re- real reality. Okay. So he, he goes down through there, and I'm going to hit these really quick. So listen quick with me. He he prays under number one for saving faith. Open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light from the power of satan to god that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me acts twenty six eighteen. i say something lord like i claim my children and my grandchildren for the kingdom of god they will serve you all the days of their life so uh, that's kind of point number uh, one uh, or a here under number one loving god's word i have not departed from the commandment of his lips, I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. I say, Lord, give them a desire for your word. Give them a desire that they long for the word like a honeycomb. Isn't that Proverbs or something that says that the word like a, like a tastes like a honeycomb? So, Lord, give them a desire for the word of God. Living in victory, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free. In deed, how many want your kids living in victory? How many want them to be the head and not the tail, living above and not beneath? Amen. That's what that's what you'd pray in that section, thinking of heaven. Amen. It's good to think about heaven. I, I, if then you are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of this earth so get our minds eternally minded instead of earthly minded do we live in an earth we live on this earth now but you've heard me say many times this is just temporary uh an old southern gospel song it used to go something like i'm just living in my temporary home <laughs> so yeah that's that that's this is temporary get them to think in eternal things and then Number one, or not number one, number one, two, three, four, five. Hating sin, I will declare my iniquity. I will be in anguish over my sin. Uh, I pray, Lord, give them strength to overcome every temptation of the devil and to hate sin. Sin is, is good for a season, right? Anybody ever sinned and enjoyed it for a little bit? Yeah, it's not so bad for a while. It seems it seems really fun, doesn't it, for a short while, and then it's, yeah, for a moment, and then it all comes crashing in. So, Lord, help them to hate sin and not be led astray by the enticements that the devil constantly dangles out here in front of them. And then, uh, lastly, staying tender toward God is that good? Hallelujah! Keep that heart humble and. And the scripture he uses here is Psalms 51. Remember that? That's David when he had got caught in his uh, sin, and he he confesses to the Lord. Nathan confronts him, and he confesses him and says, "Lord, take not your Holy Spirit from me. Cast me not away from your presence, Lord." So he says, "The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise." So. Number one there, uh, all of those, that's something you can pray under that category. Uh, Number two, prayers for stability in your children's, and and circle this, relational lives. There are some people living in relationships that are just up and down, up and down all the time, up one day, down the next day, up one day, down the next. So you need to pray for stability, amen? in their lives. Uh, uh, again, it's, he says, cultivating love for your brothers and sisters. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He does, who, who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Should a, should a, should a Christian constantly love? Regardless, is it tough when you're not reserve, receiving love back? How many's ever been there? On that, got the T-shirt. You know, it's it's. Let's face it. We so many times love because we do expect something in return, don't we? Whether it's in the marriage or uh, in our work profession, we do something for. For somebody, and we, (laughs) the old fleshly side says they owe me. You know, I've 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 helped them. No, they don't owe you. Squat, amen. If you're doing it for the right reason, you're you're doing that agape love. So, uh, again, we could spend a a lot of time here. Uh, This guy stirs me up. You know, it's hard to it's hard to you get locked in on some of this, and you want to stay and preach for a little bit. But we're gonna any any comment though i don't, I don't want you to feel like you can't jump in here though okay? any comment or question tonight, okay all right, so
4: <laughs> you know on what we pray for and and it goes with uh I just keep thinking about your mother's daily confession sheet that I have hanging up in my office mm-hmm. and even though it's it's kind of like not praying, but it is <laughs> you know. It, and just every day confessing and saying, Lord, I praise you that not one of my children, my grandchildren, or my great-grandchildren, should you, tarry be lost. Not one will be maimed. Every uh, a curse of addiction, divorce, you know, will be destroyed. Uh, that yoke will be destroyed by the blood of Jesus. And Amen. so that confession every day, I, you know, and, and your mom taught me that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hallelujah. Amen. Let me just add to that real quick, too. I think it's important, uh, and it may get to this later in the book. I don't know, but it's just been eaten in my spirit. We've got to believe what we're praying, for one. I mean, yeah. you've got to put faith to this stuff. It's got to kind and you said at the beginning of that scripture in James, the heartfelt, you know, the fervent prayer. So it's got to come from the heart. You've got to believe it, yeah. and then you also don't want to cancel it. You can cancel your prayers with this right here. Pretty quick. Real quick, you can yeah. pray as much as you want to, but if you're going around spewing negativity and, and faithlessness and unbelief, you might as well forget about your prayer being that's answered. It. you know yeah. I think that's real important. amen, good stuff,
1: good stuff, confessions and I like what Pam said a lot of times when we're praying, it's not asking, it's praising God for that your children are saved. I'm praising you God, my children are Say, my children know you, and they walk in the, well at that moment, some of them may not all be in the in the gate. Are you with me, yeah. but you're praising them they're coming in they are coming in
4: well and and also like with um like with any prayer like you know a healing prayer, you know we have to walk it out in authority right and so just like in the previous chapter when John was talking about having to lead by example um it's harder you know easier said than done right sometimes but you know when you're when you're praying for your children to cultivate love for others in a country that's literally split right down the middle you know kind of like we touched on last week with like the hateful stuff that you know flows around social media you know what are the things that we're saying about other human beings Like, in our frustration, because I know we get frustrated over the shenanigans that we witness on the daily, and it's just like, oh, I hate this, you know. But, like, at the same time, if I see a person who was born a man or is going through the process to, you know, become a woman, you know, am am I going to, you know, be derogatory? Am I going to be hateful? And then my son, Patrick, you know, little sponge, says, well, it's okay to treat them badly, because You know, and it's, it's, it's just like with walking out our healing in authority. We have to walk out these prayers for our children in authority, too. We have to show them that while we, you know, keep keep our distance as to not allow things to, you know, uh, corrupt our own lives, we also love them and we pray for them. And they are created in the image of the same God that we are. And, you know, the, the salvation can be theirs and all of those things and, and not emulate hate for them. You know that that kind of thing because I think, with as passionate as a lot of us can get about politics, both of us, you know, it's it's hard sometimes to control my mouth, you know. And well, I can't believe blah blah and blah. And then it's like, okay, what example did I just set? You know. So I just want to. Yeah.
1: It's tough, and I've said this before. I know it's, it's tough to sometimes. You know, we, we love the center we hate the sin. You know, we, we, we have to be careful, don't we, that we don't come across as hating them. And, and, and uh, you know, again, we walk a fine, fine line. You know, they're, uh, uh, man, it's, but got to do it. Got to love. Got to love, love, love.
0: It's really hard when you try to confront people. It's really hard sometimes because their first reaction is always going to be flesh. And they want to lash out at you, mm-hmm. even if you're trying to hug on them and love on them, and just yeah. you're just you're just trying to point out the fact that that their lifestyle is a, is a very bad choice that's going to lead yeah. to hell. Yeah. But you're trying to do it in such a manner that they don't lash back out at you. Yeah, and it can be very. And every person you encounter is different in the way in which you approach. And you have to just rely upon the Holy Spirit to guide you in that approach. Because if sometimes I'm quite bold and it comes back with not such a good reaction sometimes yeah but later on if i can still keep in contact then they'll be like okay i understand yeah but at, at the moment it was a little too yeah. harsh
1: right i love the way and and angie I, I don't think she'll mind me sharing just a couple sentences from the way she reacted to This lady uh, that she mentioned earlier she said i don't want to hurt your feelings it started with that i don't want to hurt your feelings and i don't want you to feel judged i just want to explain why i cannot line up with the promoting of the non-binary agenda and then she explains here what the word of god uh, says here and uh, i pray a very heartfelt prayer for you and for your children the devil is a liar and a deceiver and just goes on there and then winds up with in Christ love and this girl uh, responded back in a positive way. She didn't take it as offensive or anything. So it it just just an example. Amen. Just an example of uh, I, I'm sure you prayed as you were typing that onto your your screen. So we gotta love them, but we also uh, are not going to compromise our standard or our belief. Are we?
4: I won't go, like, super long on this one real quick. I don't want to get off on a rabbit trail, but I felt like I wanted to add this after what John had just said. Having – I've not given, like, my full testimony on the up there yet, but um, having been the person to walk in the shoes on the other side of the micro or the other side of the conversation, you know, I, I came out um, at 13 as um, primarily interested in girls. A little bit of boys, but mostly girls. And so um, – I remember people saying things like, well, you know, I love you, but um, I just don't agree with your choice. And it was this strange thing because that would baffle me as an unbeliever. I never, to this day, until the day I found Christ, obviously, but I never remember it being a decision. Mm -hmm. It was just as natural to me as learning to walk. And learning to talk. I was never abused. I was not yeah. indoctrinated. You know, I mean, I, I, it wasn't anything like that. But people would say, well, I just can't, you know, agree with your choice. And, 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 and we should absolutely stand around. I'll always say that. But just so that you guys maybe can see the other side of that when they get really Um, defensive and they get real hard into it it's because it's so confusing for somebody to look you in your face and tell you that something that feels just as naturally as breathing is wrong Mm -hmm. and it's like how is this wrong i was born this way and i would have argued that till the day that my heart stopped beating but it was the day that i met the holy spirit and he I I joke around, and, you know, he just, (laughs) because I'm hard-headed. And, you know, and I just, that was the day I received my choice. Mm -hmm. That was when I received my choice. And it was the best decision I could have made was to leave all that behind me and to move forward and marry Jonathan and live happily ever after, right? But, like, it's it's really hard. I know when you're standing on this side of it, and you're like, I love you, and I just, I want to pray for you. And they seem so hardened and closed off. But I implore you, continue to love them. Continue yep. to love them. Don't give up on them. Don't get frustrated and angry mm. at them, because I can tell you, I. It was just as natural as breathing to mm. me. It yeah. was nothing crazy. It was. It was not. It, it was just as natural. It was not yeah. natural. It was not how God intended it, but it felt that way. And so, at it that was time really, in your life, yeah. And it, so, it's really, really hard when you are that person to listen to somebody tell you that that's wrong yeah. and so i just i just want to encourage you guys to keep pushing and keep praying for people for the for the scales to fall off of their eyes and for their hearts to soften
1: amen
2: it's it came natural you weren't indoctrinated uh, what we have to really understand and you even mentioned this before you you were introduced to the demonic spirit at some point And so that's what we're up against. We're not up against flesh and blood. So we have to move in love and be able to pray. Because you said something about binding the powers of darkness before we even speak, you know, or type out a response. We're praying over this thing. We're reacting in love, but we're understanding this is a demonic deception here that we're dealing with. It's not a person's mindset so much. Amen. Amen. Very good stuff tonight. Wow. Yeah
1: power of love and prayer. Amen. The power of love and prayer. And I know I've literally, and we'll move on here, but uh, I've literally talked to people, you know, bound up in some kind of a lifestyle, be it uh, living with someone of the opposite sex or a homosexual agenda. And really, the Holy Spirit was so strong on my countenance that tears were flowing down my face as I was talking to him. I love you. You know, I wouldn't be having this, uh, confrontive talk with you if I didn't love you I want God's best for you I want God's plan to be done in your life and I hope you can and and again I've seen s- that work sometimes but if we come across harsh and judgmental the door's slamming shut really quick and they're not going to listen to another word you said so you, yeah love and love and prayer uh, let's move over here let's wind up at least number two loving God's plan for their lives really what we're uh, talking about here uh on stability in your child's relationships uh loving God's plan God does have a plan doesn't he Jeremiah 29:11 says it I didn't give that scripture to 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 Bev but it says I know the plans I have for you saith so God plans to prosper you and not harm you plans to do you good and not evil you know so it's it's very important he uses the scripture psalms one thirty nine fourteen. i will praise you for i am fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well and then the last one waiting for god's chosen partner do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness what we're talking about right here you know you try to put light and darkness together it's it's there's going to be something going on in there hopefully the light (laughs) (laughs) it's all right it's all right uh uh, hopefully the light will get brighter right (laughs) and uh and the darkness will be dispelled uh i know i've prayed over my girls when they were very small lord bring the right person into their lives, one that will love them and cherish them and and treat them in a in a godly manner will have a heart for God and uh, and I and I, I believe that I confess that and I'm standing firm on that. All right, we got a one thing. Now that the school year has started, we're trying to be uh, cooperating cooperating with the childrens and the youth. So some people have their kids in bed by eight thirty, and I know Carrie even has to drive an hour. So, let's stand together. We're gonna we're gonna start on uh, part number three. I love your interaction tonight. Amen. We've John got his finished up, and we're we're moving along here a few pages into this. So, how many are excited about this study? Amen. Prayer for integrity uh, will be the next. Is where we'll start there. So, Lord, thank you tonight for the power of prayer. God, there are so many testimonies in this room, Lord, of what you have done and are doing even now. Lord, God, I believe it. I believe that there's some things I'm praying about right now that have not come to fruition yet, but God, as I'm standing here tonight, it's going to happen in the name of Jesus. In people's lives, within this church, within ministries, Lord, that are being birthed, Lord, I see it by faith. I I don't have the evidence right now, but it will materialize in Jesus' name. And, Lord, I speak blessings and favor increase over all of our families, all of our marriages, all of our children. God, just uh, you made them. You have created every person here, Lord, unique, special. And, uh, Lord, I just know that you have a great, great plan for their lives. And as we pray, as we seek your face, Things are going to begin to happen, Lord, in the spirit realm. Lord, demonic forces are broken down by the power of prayer. There's no greater power than the power of prayer, God. So we come against demonic forces, Lord, that are trying to hinder our families, or trying to hinder this church, trying to hinder America, trying to hinder this world, and we give them no place. They are rendered helpless. We bind them up in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that your word has preeminence. Praise God that you, your plan will come forth in Jesus' name, Lord. Thank you, and we praise you. Amen. Hallelujah.